You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We're updating free agency as moves continue to happen. Calais Campbell being the latest, landing with the Falcons after he's released by the Ravens. The Falcons also get Scotty Miller. So those are the latest updates there from the a NFC South, and now we're going to focus on the AFC South today. So getting a little ahead of ourselves, but it's a division we need to break down. It's tough here. The Texans and Colts looking for quarterbacks. The Jaguars pretty set at quarterback with Trevor Lawrence. And the Titans, we're not sure what they're going to do at quarterback between Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. So another interesting division, much like the NFC South, where the Falcons reside here with things in flux. So We'll break this uh, division down for you in whole. Look at the latest updates on the offensive side on these depth charts for all four teams. So we'll dive right into that pretty soon here. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. You can subscribe or follow for free wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube and all the usual places, including Apple Podcasts. So check us out there. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's dive right in and look at the Houston Texans. They've been busy in free agency, a lot of moves defensively here, but offensively, the only thing they've done at quarterback is add Case Keenum. So he's their new backup here. You have uh, E.J. Perry, a kid uh, who showed some flashes at last year's combine. He's hanging on as a developmental number three. Davis Mills is listed as the number one quarterback, but we know that's not for long here. So Texans right now are not interested in any of the veteran quarterbacks. They're out on Lamar Jackson. They're not going to go after anyone else that's out there. So it's pretty dry other than Lamar. It's not happening with Aaron Rodgers with them. So they have the number two and number 12 overall picks. We figured number two is going to be a quarterback, either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson. So that's the number one that you would figure the Texans are going to go with. I don't think they're going to start Davis Mills here in a new offensive scheme, given uh, how the 49ers... And that offense that's carried over now to the D'Amico Ryans era in Houston kind of was confident playing Brock Purdy when they needed. I know they had Jimmy Garoppolo, but I don't think Davis Mills is not nearly that level. So I'm just not going to go with him as a bridge here. So Keenum is a good backup because he's been around. He's a Houston guy, so he can learn well here the system and be a sounding board for that rookie quarterback. But Davis Mills about to be displaced here as a starting quarterback in Houston for that number two overall pick, presumably. I don't think there's any way the Texans come out of the first round without one of those top three QBs. So we're going to watch that for sure with the upside looming in this 49ers-like offense that the Texans have taken on for Ryans. All right, they did have a couple moves at running back here. Uh, Damian Pierce has some company. Devin Singletary was signed from the Bills. You also have Mike Boone in the mix, and then Dari Ogunbowale is the carryover here. So it may not sound like the greatest development here for Damian Pierce. It's a new coaching staff and all that. It's a different style of rushing attack, but Pierce is still looking pretty good here. 
as a lead. Singletary is just a guy. Pierce showed that he's a good all-round back with an impressive rookie season. A different team, different coaching staff, but Pierce was just very impressive, period. So I still think they have confidence in the lead back. I think Singletary will cut into his work a little bit in power situations, not much of a pass catcher. Pierce has proved okay in that capacity. Mike Boone is not bad as a swing backup. And Ogun Bowale, we know, going back to his days with the Jaguars and a Buccaneers, a pretty good pass catcher. So I don't think Pierce is too much threatened. I don't think you can say confidence that he's going to get RB1-like volume. I think you have to settle him right now as a RB2 in the lower end, just to see how it plays out with Singletary and Boone getting work. And they did sign both of those guys. So I think it's an open situation here to see if Damian Pierce can dominate those touches. If he's in that position and they like him in this zone blocking scheme, then he's good to go here for the key work and Singletary just being a backup. But we're just afraid that this could blow up into a committee right now from what it is. So again, lukewarm on Pierce holding his job here, have a semi-confidence there, but we'll have to see how they exactly they want to use Singletary. And if it's cutting into early down work, that's really going to push Pierce a little bit down with his production. All right, at wide receiver, you have Robert Woods and uh, Noah Brown joining the mix. So Noah Brown comes for the Cowboys. Brian Cooks leaves for the Cowboys in the trade. Robert Woods comes from the division and the Titans. So Robert Woods is your number one receiver now. Nico Collins is number two. You also have John Mechie, the Canadian-Alabama product who missed all last year with an issue. So we're looking at Mechie having a bigger impact this year as the number four. And you have Amari Rodgers. The former Packer, he's in the mix as well. So it's not the greatest receiving core. We get it with Woods being the lead. And Woods did not come off a very intriguing season in Tennessee, even though he's their leading receiver. You got uh, Collins has flashed a little bit on the outside. Uh, Brown can maybe have some damage in the slot. The key's going to be Mechie coming along here to help. But when you look at this uh, depth chart, it pretty much screams for the Texans to add a, a weapon here in the draft, especially because they did address tight end free agency. So they got the 12th overall pick. They can wave between uh, USC's Jordan Addison, TC's Quinton Johnston, and uh, Ohio State's Jackson Smith, the Jigba, among other options there, including a Zay Flowers of Boston College they could look at. So I think uh, the... Texans are definitely due to add more wide receiver pop here because you really can't trust the combination of Woods, Collins, and Brown to help that rookie quarterback all that much if Mechie still needs a little bit of time to mend and get into an impact role here with the Texans. Big move at tight end. They signed Dalton Schultz. Uh, Tegan Quiterano is now the number two. They have Brevin Jordan. He slides to number three. Jordan Akins is gone. So... Andrew Beck also assigned a kind of fullback tight end hybrid from the Broncos. So they're trying to incorporate more of these concepts here. Dalton Schultz, uh, I'm not going to say they're going to just pivot and make him George Kittle, but this is a very good uh, tight end friendly offense if they install some of the concepts that they have that we've seen with uh, Kyle Shanahan and Michael Floor and uh, Mike McDaniel, some of the things that they've done there with the tight end. This is a great landing spot, especially with limited pop at receiver at this very moment, even if they go add a receiver and a rookie. Robert Woods is fading here pretty quick. Nico Collins can't stay healthy. Noah Brown has been kind of a journeyman depth guy. So Dalton Schultz steps in a really good position to produce. Uh, there was a lot of rumors about him going to the Chargers and reuniting with Kellen Moore from Dallas. But Dallas wasn't interested. They could move on with Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot with the Cowboys. So 
Schultz uh, lands in a very good spot on the other part of Texas here. Uh, moves into the more southeastern part. So we'll see what Dalton Schultz does, but I think he's going to get every opportunity to shine in this offense. Uh, Kateriano has got some talent as well behind him, but Schultz, uh, you definitely make a pickup like that to use him as a key number one. That's what's going to happen here for Houston. Offensive line looking pretty good here. Laramie Tunsil back in the fold. they got to figure out one of the spots here, either left guard or right tackle. Titus Howard has the potential to play either. They have Scott Questenberry back at center. They also made a trade for Shaq Mason, the former Patriot with the Buccaneers. So not bad offensive line when you have Tunsil and uh, what you can do with Howard on either side of the situation and Questenberry and Mason. So this is pretty solid. I don't think it's a spectacular offensive line, but... Having Tunsil on the left side is very helpful for the quarterback here for sure. All right, there you have a look at the Texans' depth chart for their offense and what that means for fantasy football. We'll look at three more teams in our final two segments here, the Colts, Jaguars, and Titans. So all those teams will be broken down in depth, how they look at this very moment here. So some things to look at for sure with all those teams, including the Colts and their new quarterback in the mix. All right, we told you that it's an exciting time of year here for the tournament heating up, and there's no NFL, but there's still a great way to get in on the action with other sports, with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be ending up cutting out on the Nets in Houston. So we just talked about the Texans. That's where the final four will be. So exciting stuff between Florida, Atlantic, and San Diego State. And then you have Connecticut and Miami, three of the teams that never been to this stage. So very exciting. Joining UConn, a three-time champion there. So very exciting as all around to get in on this action. So just do it. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at no sweat first bet over $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more and make it yours at FanDuel.com, an official sponsor of the Locked On Network and a proud sponsor here of Locked On Fantasy Football. All right, it is uh, time to continue the show and we'll look at the Indianapolis Colts and what's going on with their offensive depth chart. Gardner Minshew has been signed from the Eagles. He was their backup. Marcus Mariota is now the number two behind Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. The Colts released Matt Ryan, so you have Nick Foles and Sam Ellinger remaining on the roster behind Minshew. So Minshew and Foles reunite. Remember, they were in Jacksonville together. So Gardner Minshew gets a shot here, potentially, if the Colts don't go in the direction of quarterback, but they are sitting on the number overall number four overall pick, assuming the Arizona Cardinals don't go after a quarterback. That puts them right in the range behind the Panthers and Texans to get a quarterback of choice. Those same guys I've talked about before, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, one of those guys can end up as a Colt. They're also thinking about Lamar Jackson, how much they would want to give up. Would they agree to a contract, at least with sizable amount of guaranteed money? We know Jim Irsay is against the all-guaranteed money contract. He came out and said it, so... Maybe they're not going after Jackson with that set of parameters here. So Minshew might need to be the bridge guy for where they get at number four overall. That's what I would say. And that really, Minshew can facilitate some of the weapons they have. We saw him, even though they didn't win the game, 
Eagles uh, got some good play out of Minshew to facilitate their playmakers here. So that's all we're looking for with this Colts position. We're not uh, expecting Anthony Richardson to have a big impact as a developmental guy in the first round. It also could be limited time before Bryce Young would get on the field here if it's him. So there's all kinds of things that the Colts would consider with their quarterback. And really, I think he's going to get every opportunity to start. But Minshew is a gamer. We know he's a guy that can pick up schemes fast and handle himself here well. So we'll watch it. Minshew versus that rookie is going to be very interesting here for the Colts. And running back, pretty loaded here for sure. Jonathan Taylor is back in the mix as the lead feature back, fully healthy. You got Zach Moss acquired in the Bills trade when they swapped there between Naeem Hines. Hines still on that uh, Bills roster, hanging on as a receiving back. Well, you have a Zach Moss as the number two here. You have Deion Jackson, who did a fine job filling in for Taylor last year as the number three. And Jake Funk, the former Ram, has moved on. He's now with the Colts as their number four running back. So interesting backfield with some good depth and good versatility here. So that's what we're looking for. And uh, let's hope Jonathan Taylor can be somewhat healthy because this is still setting up as a major feature role season for him in 2023. At wide receiver, a little bit of a change. Uh, Michael Pittman and and Alec Pierce are your starters outside, starting guys that are going to make the big plays. You have a new slot receiver, however. Paris Campbell is gone, so he leaves. And uh, you got... Isaiah McKenzie available, so the Bills released him, so the Colts are plugging Isaiah McKenzie into the spot vacated by Paris Campbell. They're very similar players, so it makes a lot of sense there. So Paris Campbell going to the Giants, so now you have McKenzie getting some opportunities as the three working the slot for the Colts. Ashton Doolin was also brought back, so he's a guy to watch as a big playmaker when they spread the field. You got Michael Strahan behind him, and Christian Wilkerson, the former Patriot, who's flashed there a little bit as well. So some interesting wide receiver depth for the Colts. I think Pittman and Pierce are a good one-two punch. McKenzie can get more involved and make some plays in the slot. Watch out here. So really like uh, that uh, group of receivers that they're still building on in Indianapolis. At the tight end, uh, you got uh, three familiar names, but this is an interesting order. You have uh, Kylan Granson, Jelani Woods, then Mo Ali Cox. So I don't know if I would read too much into this. I don't know how much 12 personnel the Colts will use here with their new offense. Uh, but when you're looking at that, it, it's important to know that Kylan Granson, who's kind of like the best of all those three, is the lead guy here because Jelani Woods is still good, but he's inexperienced, still learning how to become a receiver and route runner. In the NFL, Ali Cox, uh, Mo Ali Cox, just uh, just a guy here from the past, so they can move on with the more athletic Granson and Woods at tight end. At offensive line, Bernard Raymond takes over full-time at left tackle. He's a very sturdy option here to finally replace Anthony Constanzo. Well, you have Quentin Nelson on the left guard. Uh, needs a rebound season here. Ryan Kelly at center. And uh, really... Will Freeze is your best option at right guard, and Braden Smith at right tackle. So this offensive line trying to get uh, more out of itself to help overall the offense uh, with what they have now with a little bit of upgrade there with the quarterback and backfield situation and wide receiver. They're pretty decent here, so we'll see what they do with the quarterback. It could just take one quarterback for the Colts to be real contenders here again in the AFC South. All right, let's go over to the Jaguars, and uh, not much to change here. Trevor Lawrence is still the number one. C.J. Beathard re-signed to be his backup. 
Nathan Rourke is the number three. You got Travis Etienne locked in as the lead back here. Jermichael Hasty stays as the number two, even though they added Dernis Johnson. Hasty can give you a little bit of that receiving change of pace. Johnson is a very good runner if something should happen to Etienne. So pretty strong, reliable handcuff situation developing in Jacksonville. Snoop Connor still hanging on as the number four. Wide receivers just got better, swapping out Marvin Jones for Calvin Ridley. So Christian Kirk is the number one. Calvin Ridley working as the number two. You got... Uh, the upside of Jamal Agnew as a number four here. So we're looking at this situation uh, for the Jaguars looking pretty, pretty good. You have Zay Jones as well. So you got Agnew Jones supporting Kirk and really pretty well. Tim Jones is your fourth wide receiver. So I think they would be in a market for another receiver here for some depth, some big playability, some field stretching speed here later in the draft. So something to watch for with, the Jaguars, but still really high upside with that passing game and running game this year. Evan Ingram is back on the franchise tag, so a key target there for Lawrence is okay, and a good asset for fantasy football is going to stay in a good spot here. Luke Farrell is behind him. Garrett Prince is the third stringer. So when you look at it, yeah, the Jaguars uh, get really in the mix to help Kirk, Jones, and Ingram, and also add uh, Johnson to help Etienne. So they're feeling really good about this improved offense going into year three with Lawrence. Their offensive line, they're able to keep Cam Robinson. He's a left tackle. Their Ben Barch has played pretty well on the inside. He's a left guard. Luke Fortner, a young guy, but has handled things well beyond his years at center. Brandon Sheriff, a big free agent splash in 2022, has been solid at right guard. And now Walker Little stepping into a prominent role at right tackle, given Juwan Taylor is gone signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. So Robinson, Barch, Fortner, Scherf, and Little, pretty good backup for that uh, offense. So I expect a lot of things from Doug Peterson, Press Taylor from this offense and uh, really Trevor Lawrence had a big breakout scene last year, but he should be better once he gets on the same page with Ridley. I think Etienne is going to be fresher with Hasty and Johnson being involved quite a bit behind him. So I think overall, I do like uh, where the Jaguars stand and I still would say they're the easy favorites to win this division once again. All right. We will uh, break down our final team here, the Tennessee Titans, and what's going on with their quarterback situation, kind of in limbo with Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. We'll do that in our final segment here on Locked on Fantasy Football for the look at the AFC South depth charts, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And, yeah, check out all the great podcasts here on the network, Locked on NFL Draft, Locked on NFL Scouting. We've got you covered here for what's going to go down the week of April 27th when we have the draft start on a Thursday night, go through Friday and Saturday. So all the good stuff here, Locked on NFL Draft, also part of the network, your team every day. Subscribe, follow for free wherever you get your podcasts, just like this show here, Locked on Fantasy Football. All right, it is time to close the show and look at the Tennessee Titans depth chart. We took care of the Texans, Colts, and Jaguars, gave you the updates you need to know there out of free agency. Now it's time to look at what's happening for fantasy football in the South with the Nashville. Ryan Tannehill is still your starting quarterback for Tennessee. Malik Willis listed as number two. And running back, they've decided for now not to trade Derrick Henry, but behind him, Hassan Haskins is the best option. Julius Chestnut and Jonathan Ward round out the Titans running back depth chart. So really hurting here behind Henry if they make the move for Henry. And get him out of there. I don't know if uh, the Dolphins or another team is going to go after Derrick Henry still at this rate. But uh, the 
the Titans might be stuck with him a little bit, and uh, I know they're prepared for his fate anytime, given his volume wear and tear over the past few years. Something to walk out, watch it there. So, would not be surprised me still if the Titans uh, pivot away from Henry here as their lead back at any point. Uh, just knowing that he cost a lot of money, they were in cap situation that was not friendly here. So, all those things you figure out. Well, if a running back is a mild concern, then wide receiver is a big concern here because Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook, Akine, Kyle Phillips uh, out of the slot. That's your starting group here, one of the worst in the league without uh, the veteran presence of Robert Woods. They also have Racy McMath and Reggie Roberson. So there are some opportunities there for a receiver if they choose to draft one to really uh, step in and be a productive guy playing off Burks. So definitely we're going to watch for that. They could also be in the market for a tight end and use more 12 personnel. I know they still have Chigakonkwo, his special Speed and athleticism can be a key pass catcher for Tannehill, Willis, or Rookie. So something to look out there for Chig Okonkwo being a bigger deal here. Austin Hooper is now gone. So is Jeff Swaim. So you have Kevin Rader and Thomas Udakoya behind him at tight end. So the clear-cut starter, they got to use his uh, athleticism a lot more. So Burks and Okonkwo figure to be the top targets for that next team uh, for much of 2023. All right, for the offensive line, some changes. The left side is completely different with uh, Taylor Lewan being released. You have Andre Dillard. They're taking a flyer on the former Eagles first-round draft pick here to, to pull down left tackle. It's been a while. He was drafted to do that for the Eagles, but they had so much depth and so many other options that they went in that direction. So the Titans are hoping to get Andre Dillard play his best for them. You have him at the left side. You have Daniel Brunskill on the other spot on the left side. You have left guard. So he's a veteran. He's been with the 49ers and well seasoned here. So good guy to have there. Andrew Brewer is at center. So that's uh, also pretty solid. And you have Dylan Radins there at right guard and Nicholas Petit Frere, a second year player out of Ohio State at right tackle. So really like uh, the kind of philosophies of what the Titans have and how they try to win games, but sometimes that doesn't rely or relate to uh, fantasy football here. So, look, I don't know if I would build a team the way they are. It's kind of uh, breaking things down, brand look offensive line, uh, just kind of cutting of the chaff out at running back, wide receiver, and tight end. I just don't know what you're going to get from the Titans. I think the Titans and Colts right now are battling for the worst team divisions. I think the Texans could be the most improved, and the Jaguars holding steady there as the favorites as we're done here. And we're getting excited definitely about this division to see how it plays out. But, yeah, I would say I would feel really good about the Jaguars repeating after that. I actually think it's a toss-up between the Texans, Colts, and Titans. We just have to see how things play out with the rest of the offseason here with these teams. So there you have it. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Our next episode, we'll focus on the AFC West teams and their depth charts. That means we'll look at uh, Kansas City, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Denver. So all kinds of uh, good stuff there to break down with those teams as they are in one of the most competitive divisions of football. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Scouting with the draft dudes from free agency draft, salary cap manager Moore. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts on our YouTube. Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have the great rest of your day, and we'll uh, catch you there to uh, look at the AFC West step charts on our next show.